Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Things I Haven't Even Told My Therapist. For new listeners, my name is Connor Lloyd. I'm an all-else pretty normal college student who has dealt with depression and anxiety. Through the lens of my experience and the stories of my friends, I want to change the way that we as academic institutions, athletic organizations, and overall society address matters in mental health. I'm coming off a spring break, during which I did a lot of soul-searching and sunbathing, along with some more chaotic adventures, but it was all in good fun. I hope everyone is getting back into the swing of things well. Honestly, I was just happy to be able to come back to campus after getting a real spring break. The guiding topic of today's episode is how we redefine our goals and our identities through times of trial and self-realization. For this, I brought my friend, Franny Rose, into the studio. You are sure to learn more of his story from himself, but... As was the case for many of us, COVID presented Franny a particular opportunity for self-reflection. I knew him my freshman year as he was a junior captain of our football team. He took last year off so he could finish his senior year on campus. Since his return, we have reconnected through sharing our respective journeys. In his time off, Franny was given the opportunity to find a new mentor, reflect on his own set of core values and implicit biases, and reassess the ways that he and college communities interact in social settings. Furthermore, we have spent a lot of time contemplating friendships in college and how to navigate those relationships through the occasional shallowness that drinking provides. We discussed the benefits to growth that can be added by simply reading as well as reflecting through journaling and meditation. Stick around till the end to hear a couple of our favorite books we've read in the last couple of months as we try to stay on track of a continuous growth mindset. I hope you enjoy. Franny Rose, welcome to the studio, my friend. Good to be here, Connor. Yeah, I'm glad to have you in here, too. This is built up for a while, but yes, long sir. overdue. Yes, sir. Good to be here. Thanks for um, having me. So anyway, Fran, I just wanted to start out with just kind of getting a little insight over what your life was like over COVID and in what way did your perception of life sort of change over that time? For sure. I think to start, there was a lot of introspection that happened over COVID. To be honest, like the beginning of COVID I was just trying to like get out of the house, hang out with some friends. I think everybody probably had like a quarantine crew, the Q crew. Uh, Me and my friends, Ham and George from high school, we kind of hung out a bunch. And with like the stimulus money, like we kind of went out where we could, to be honest. And I think just having certain moments over the first few months of with like the Black Lives Matter movement, especially with seeing how it like, would impact small micro communities around Boston. And I was able to go and kind of like just talk with certain people about stuff. I think those had like profound feelings that I was able to, you know, act on. And I think just like grow my perspective on how other people's lives have been and where like their beliefs stem from and kind of like my own personal prejudices of just like growing up where I did and my upbringing, I think were challenged and ultimately just, I think being able to listen as well as do like some personal like reading really just opened up a growth opportunity for me to, um, I think just grow as an individual, grow to see other people's uh, perspectives, lived experiences and kind of building off that momentum of saying like, Oh, is, you know, every, thing that I've seen in my life to this point is that reality just based on my own experiences or is that actually how it is and I think just having that level of introspection for you know specifically during like the Black Lives Matter period 
and then kind of applying it to just my overall life prior to that point. Um, I just had a lot of time to kind of go back and reevaluate through, you know, like journaling, because especially just over that period of time, I was deciding if I wanted to go back to school or not, of am I going to finish my senior year potentially online? And ultimately, I like came to the decision with talking with some friends and some family of like, oh, like, I really don't want to take out loans to do my senior year online because I'm like, I'm going to have loans anyway, so I might as well enjoy my senior year whenever it comes. And I think just kind of just building on that introspection level of being kind of alone at home for the fall of 2021, um, I was able to kind of like sort through some more prior experiences about like prejudices in relationships and kind of how my own family upbringing was impacting like almost every decision um, subconsciously. Obviously, you, other than the stimulus check, huge stimulus for just emotional growth, a lot of reflection, a lot of, honestly, a lot of time to go the opposite direction too, which is a little bit more the case in my story. But through through that process, I think it seems like you've come out with a lot more clarity about who you are, who you want to be, what you want to do. And I was wondering what sort of essential pathways were opened up there and what sort of like skills and habits did you focus, work on, and improve through that time in your life? So I think I've always been someone that really likes to make a plan. I'm a big planner in my own personal life. Like I use a Google calendar for like everything. Like that's like about like my personality trait. Like I've always kind of done that. And I think just taking that step back and looking at, okay, like maybe my reality has kind of been changed slightly about how I'm like viewing things about like, oh, is my initial gut reaction like actually true? Or is that just based on prior experiences? I was able to, I think, just take a step back and just do more thinking. I think a skill, not a skill, but more of a practice habit I got into was journaling because ultimately, you know, you have thoughts in the shower or you're shooting like shit with your friends about more life questions like, oh, what are you doing after school? Like, do you envision having kids? Do you envision staying in Boston after school? Stuff like that. And I think just like going through journaling initially like really helped me being like to kind of explain my thought process more so. And then I'd say like another big piece to me was getting a therapist. It kind of took me a little longer than I probably should have in terms of trying to seek help. But at least growing up in like kind of a big, busy household with like family always coming through, it's kind of hard to get some moments to yourself, especially I think just an outside perspective that um, doesn't have like a personal either like feeling towards you or about the situation. So just getting like a third party person to really help me like either talk about you know my feelings at a certain point or if there was like a situation in my life whether it was you know family friends or you know just about my future I really had a large trust in like my therapist uh, Valine which was great and I feel like ultimately just going back to kind of like making a plan and then kind of like sticking to it a few thought that were in my head like big picture over quarantine and trying to think about the next year was I wanted to be in the best shape I could be like athletically coming back for like football senior year I really wanted to 
have like a great relationship with my girlfriend, Kyla, that was very important to me over currently, but especially when I was more so home last year. And I think being aware of what I wanted to do after school, because I feel like it's really hard, especially at Bowdoin, like, you know, everyone, at least like who's an econ major does like, oh, I'm doing investment banking, I'm doing finance, I'm doing something like that. And I think I just got really frustrated at one point with like the career office. I'm like, I'm like, what do I got to do to get one of these things? Like one of these jobs. And someone's like, oh, you got to build technical skills. You got to network. And like, ultimately I got like a finance internship for like my quote unquote second junior summer, but like it was still a little unfulfilling just through the experience and having a, a mentor in my trainer at the gym I was at, uh, shout out Joe Drain, who was like an entrepreneur. And we kind of would have conversations about being frustrated with, you know, our just like perspectives of after school while we were in college. And I think he was just really honest with me about what he's learned as like an entrepreneur of his own gym, as well as like investor in real estate. Um, I think it kind of cleared up some doubts I had about trying to have it all figured out in the first job after school. And I know that now that's not like, I don't have to have everything figured out, but at least for me having kind of conversations with him, put things in perspective of, you know, the main thing, which is unique about college is like the amount of free time you have. And it's up to you to choose how you want to spend it. You know, you got to have a balance of, you got to be a kid, you got to be young. You should have a fun time with your friends which I do, I love like my roommate situation this year, as well as like when I'm interacting with people, I feel like it's always good vibes, but then also just, you know, being able to put that time away for myself to be like, what do I want to do after school? So I think trying to take some risks with like applying to like a Fulbright or potentially working in like a new industry, maybe like a crypto or something like that is something I'm interested in. I don't know how it actually going to play out, but you know, I'm young. I got time. I might as well take risks now. It's kind of thought process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, defining decade right there. For sure, Meg J. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think going back to the point of college and, and all the free time, this is something we've talked extensively about mm-hmm. off air. But honestly, before we get into all that, I, I wanted to ask, coming into college, what was your view of what the experience was going to be? I know everybody builds up this idea of the best four years of your life. What was the vision of the best four years of your life to Franny Rose, 18 years old? I think I was, I was super excited for the freedom of it because just my high school experience, I was very busy all the time, like too busy. Like I like always played a sport every season was like involved in, you know, glee club or like some performances like for the school, just like really tight knit school. Uh, felt like I always had to be doing something for them. And I was super excited to, after, you know, I was very, I'm very lucky in my life to have a good relationship with my older brother, Sean. And I have learned a lot about just taking, you know, a, a, a better direction or a better, a better, having a better strategy for the first step I would take in college. Cause um, my older brother was like super popular at Hamilton his first semester. I can remember him telling me like, dude, like I'm super popular. And it's like, it's like, it's like funny to talk about, but I felt like we just like didn't have that quote unquote popularity or just like hanging out with people all the time in high school. 
So I was super excited for that. I'm just like, I think just like meeting new people, honestly, is the simplest way I could put it. And then like, quote unquote, like how did I envision my overall experience? I think just I wanted to take advantage of every opportunity the school had. And retrospectively, I don't know if that was the healthiest thing for me, but I really did envision having like success in like friendships and success on like the football field. And I think overall, I was able to like accomplish those in the first couple of years. And I think ultimately, I, I just wanted to have a good time. I feel like like a lot of people, I didn't have exactly like, quote unquote, is this going to be the best four years or anything? But I think I just want to have a good time, be young, play football, like probably drink with some friends, like pro probably a pretty typical college outlook. Yeah, especially when I was first coming in here. I don't know. How, how, how about you? Oh, I mean, probably off the rip, I would say like D3 Blue Mountain State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, actually, I, I had no idea what to expect, yeah. what I was really getting into. I was coming from the West Coast. I was coming. I've been to Maine once, Very my true. visit. Mm -hmm. um, been to the Northeast like twice, like at least New England. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely a lot of learning to go as, as I went. Yeah, just culture-wise from the West Coast to East Coast. Exa yeah, exactly. So There's true. a huge jump there. Yeah. But with, with regard to the question, the matter of friendships, mm -hmm. I, I know that was the beginning of a huge growth point for you. Mm -hmm. Kind of taking into account the friendships you had made and sort of things about them you would have liked to change. And I, I think I sort of went through a similar experience over the last couple of years here. As you grow, you mm -hmm. learn more about yourself and you learn more about the people that you want to surround yourself with. For sure. Yeah, I think just on that point, I think environment is so important for everyone. I really think, I don't know who says this, but it's something that, it's a thought that always kind of has been in the back of my head. Like you are who, like you spend, like you are a compilation of the five people you spend the most time with or some way or another is the quote. And I think ultimately like, having a good support system around you is something that is very important. Just looking at like life experience that I think in high school, like especially in my first couple of years, like freshman, sophomore year, it definitely was a little rough. I feel like I just didn't have like a established, tight knit group of friends. I definitely had like one or two um, that we talk all the time. And I was just like super excited. I think just my first year of college to be like, I can make this whatever I want. Like I can have, any friend who is from anywhere in the country, world, plays any sport, likes any activity. I was just open to that. And I think in terms of how it played out, I was very, I think, attached to like just football in general. Cause you know, it, it eats up so much of your time playing a sport as well as, I feel like honestly, when I came to school, I'm like, like 20, I'm like, oh, of these, all these kids in my class, like, I don't know, 25. I'm like, I feel like 10 of the kids are this, like me and 10 of these kids are the same pe people. We like, we all like, I know, like, like the Patriots from the Northeast have like similar views about like, oh, we want to study econ, all these things. And I feel like that's how like a lot of people like maybe outside, like also judge the team. But I think just growth moments for me have been just to think about what I actually want because, you know, at your friends can only do so much for you personally because I, I like really believe that everyone like roots for you, but ultimately like you're the creator of your reality. Right. So that if you're ever 
unsatisfied with like yourself in terms of, I felt like, um, especially junior year, I was just a little unsatisfied that fall in terms of, I think I was thinking too big picture, to be honest about like, oh, I need this internship for the summer, which is like, wasn't happening for me. And then I, we just like, didn't have the success, which obviously it would have liked for like my junior season, like, uh, your first year and just like a lot of like not great thoughts were being had. Mm-hmm. And I was very glad that, you know, I kind of, I like went abroad in that January year because just like of happenstance, like being a Spanish major, that was something that like I had to do for myself and no one else really in my friend group initially wanted to go abroad and only ultimately a couple did. And I was the only one, only kid I knew uh, like it before going into my Madrid program. And I think just having that situation or um, experience of like resetting again during my time in college was like super impactful for me because, you know, you come into school and it's like a new experience. I'm like, I was also the, I was like the only kid from my um, high school. I knew maybe a couple people was familiar who were going to be there, but ultimately I I didn't really know anyone Mm -hmm. uh, before coming to Bowdoin and having that ability to have a similar experience just two years later going abroad for a few months really helped me be like, I loved the ability to like meet all these new people. And I always had like good vibes with like, like shout out my friend Gianni. Like we're still super close. Uh, we met abroad and we, j- I don't know, just caught up last week for a few hours, which is awesome. But I think just being honest with myself and being like, oh, I, I was a little unsatisfied with how I was feeling like my junior fall. And I'm not saying my friends made me feel that way by any means. I think it was just, I started to have like a slightly different, like, outlook on my future uh, that wasn't maybe where my friends were viewing, uh, you know, themselves. So having the ability to kind of take a step back and be in like an environment that I felt like I was very natural and like welcoming for me abroad was like, you know, I can make this a reality for me when I come back to school. I guess technically took a while to get back here with COVID, but I think I was just like very appreciative of having another reset button almost forced through uh, college, which made me, I think, just have a better outlook on how I wanted to spend, you know, this last year, senior year, and ultimately of kind of what I want to pursue after school. Yeah. Going to new places and just taking some time for yourself is always kind of step number one. For sure. Like, I I, I never got the opportunity to go abroad. I sort of thought things would be a little bit more normal. Mm -hmm. I think it'll probably always eat at me. I guess I kind of had 20 days abroad, in air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I guess going to Santa Clara and studying online from there. Yep. And while I was, like, kind of attending my friend's school, just, like... Seeing the vibes. Yeah, yeah, as close as I kind of got, meeting new people, Mm -hmm. like, assimilating into a new situation. It does put everything in perspective really quickly, though, seeing how you sort of situate around different people and new people. And I think, honestly, to a certain degree, I sort of had the same opportunity last spring on campus. A lot of my closest friends didn't come back. They they just elect they elected to stay home, take class online, or take a semester off in order to preserve a semester of football and classes and yep. normalcy, mm-hmm. or at least quote unquote. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Sort of having to rebranch out, meet new people, 
it, it added a, a lot of new perspectives on, on the way I view things. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like on the way that you operate is if you're going into like a new environment, whether it's new people or like a new city or like new whatever, you ultimately choose how you want to spend that time. So you're like, oh, like I've had these personality traits to me. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm like a little more timid or I'm not like speaking my truth enough or stuff like that. It's like, oh, like when you're going somewhere new, like it is a completely reset button. Or like if someone tries to check you and be like, yo, like why are you acting different? You're like, oh, like um, I think I'm just being more honest with myself or stuff like that. Like ultimately I think even now I still have this mindset that whenever I'm going into a small, like if I'm meeting someone new, it's like I get, I create what that interaction's like. Mm -hmm. So I think just like being able to kind of have that, that experience was forced upon me growing abroad, but I've been able to like see the traits or the habits or kind of how the experience can shape you and just trying to implement that into like my future life. I know something that I'm like, I'm very glad I learned or had the experience of being introduced when I was like 21, but it's definitely something that I'm like, I'm still learning, still growing. Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sort of circling back to the point of relationships and friends and before you made the adjustment and thinking about your original relationships and, and your views on them and your views on the school and the way things work, it's definitely a very particular environment. That's for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, how, how did alcohol affect your experience at that point? Very good question. I think with alcohol, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Especially, I'm like, oh, I definitely like to, you know, have have a few drinks, go out, dance, have a good time, meet new people. There's a lot of benefits, I'm like, or appealing aspects of the situation of, like, what drinking entails. I think drinking does affect your ultimate, or at least, like, personally for me, I'm like, drinking, like, affected my situation because I use drinking, I feel like, as, like, a mask in terms of, you know, I was, like, a little unfulfilled like quote-unquote like just going back to that junior like fall but I feel like even like whether it was like first year second like sophomore year I felt like I like was in a phase where I would drink like every Friday Saturday and there would be some nights where I'd be like oh man like that that was like so like so fun like had a great time like saw all these people and other times I'd be like oh damn like I just like drank 12 beers and like I don't know. Now I'm just like passed out in my bed. Like, like nothing happened, but it was just like, I'm like, Oh, I have to drink. And I just think it's like, I don't know if it's a, a college thing or an insecurity thing of, I feel like drinking kind of can be a waste of time in terms of, you know, if I have like a paper due and I go out drinking Friday, Saturday night and come Sunday, I'm super stressed because I need to get this paper done. It's like, oh, Fran, like, you know what? I probably just should have stayed in on Friday when I was just playing Pong in my room or, like, with a few friends. There was no need to, like, have this, like, drinking situation, which led to me feeling, like, so stressed out and, like, the world was crumbling on Sunday, like, the Sunday scaries. I feel like that's, like, a microcosm of, like, how I've, like, been able to, like, take a step back and look at drinking. And I also feel like, you know, just it's hard to sit down with yourself sometimes to be honest and be like, Oh, is drinking affecting 
my relationships based on like, oh, am I actually like having in-depth conversation with my friends that I would like to have, but you know, like you only have them when it's like 2 a.m. and you're drunk with your friends and you're like, oh, like, you know, like that was a good conversation, but and then like you'll follow up with them like two days later and it's like, dude, I was drunk. Um, that should always piss me off. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. What, what, are, what are your feelings? I feel like, I feel like you've had a, no, I, I'm totally on the same page as yeah. that. I think, I think it can allow for a lot of shallowness if you will. Like yeah. when, when we talked before, it's like all of a sudden you're drinking buddy. You look back over like a year, like how much do you really know about them? That wasn't expressed yes. like a super late in the night when you're both hammered or on the flip side of that, like, how much of your relationship is mediated by the act of drinking? Like so, so true. how much just depends on like, Oh, we're drinking buddies. Like, Oh, pong teammates. Like that's yeah. my boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? Like we're going to talk shit for the next three hours. And that's the absolute most of our, yeah. Of our friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that extends to a lot of different parts of at least the college culture that I've experienced. Heard. There's so many great people yeah, like on this campus in this world but it's so hard to actually really connect with some people because it feels like so many people have their guards up. Agreed. And I think alcohol is the, really the only way past that. And I think at, to some extent, some people feel it's their only way past that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, co- it's really complicated at a school like this where everybody is so high achieving. Everybody is, has such high goals and such high aspirations and mm-hmm. they're all capable of fulfilling them all. Yeah. But there's always this underlying like insecurity of competition. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I fell victim to it time after time after time. Same, same, and it's still same. something I'm working to get over, but mm-hmm. just alcohol as a medium of all these relationships that you make day in day out can really, really overcomplicate the situation for yourself and, and oversimplify it at the same time in a different way. Like, yeah, I also, I also feel like, um, you know, when you're having these situations, like, with just partying or drinking on the weekend, they have their own like clicks in terms of, you know, like, Oh, I'm like, I'm like on the football team. So I'm like, Oh, it's like the football like mixer and we're going to have like X team over. And it's like, Oh, like, Oh, maybe I had like a previous beef with X person or like this and that. And at least in my experience, I feel like a lot of like people that go out together kind of go out with the same people And I remember feeling this way, I think more so like my sophomore year of being like, oh, I really want to meet like a couple like older people on like, I don't know, X team, like the soccer team. Like I remember um, like the grade above me, like with like Vashow and like Klopsy that they were like super friendly with like other teams. I was like, oh, I kind of, I want to have that experience, but I just like wouldn't, you know, initiate conversation with people during the week but I'd be like, oh, I know they're going to go out on the weekend. So like, this is like a good time that maybe I could meet them. And I think just like connecting back to the part we mentioned earlier about like, oh, like a drunk conversation, you know, like, oh, I can meet someone when I'm drunk, but I'm only really going to, if the best, the best case is like, I remember their name, (laughs) like honestly, um, for both of us. And it's just like not super fulfilling unless you like actually act on that because if, you know, if you meet them and now they're a person you can say hi to, that's great. That's great. But there's no like relationship building. If the only time you see them is when you're drinking. Mm-hmm. So it's a little shallow of even a personal mindset to be like, Oh, I'm going to meet every person that I want to meet when I'm out. Especially I feel like 
at a school like Bowdoin, I've like had this realization more so after taking time off, you know, that like there, there's a lot of clicks, even like with athletes, non-athletes, and everybody talks about the social divides between these. And I'm like, you know, it's got to happen during the week if I want to have like a better relationship with someone in like my Spanish class mm-hmm. or in like one of my Africana classes. Like those are sober conversations you have to have. Mm-hmm. And then you can be like, yo, come over, like let's pregame mm-hmm. before we go out. And then that's a better atmosphere to, you know, talk and get right. to know someone than just like meeting them um, completely out at a party. So I feel like just overall, you just got to be aware of what drinking is like meaning to your life. And at least for me, like I still definitely like to drink and have a good time, but I'm just, I just don't do it as often as I, I used to for the reasons of Sunday scaries for the, or just like the fulfilling conversations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think you, you hit the nail on the head with just, it's, it's an incredibly frustrating process. And I think a lot of people show up and they expect the most out of every social situation. I mean, yeah. it's such a small school that even if you don't know somebody, you kind of know. I've seen, I've seen them uh, like their face 50 times. Yeah. And yeah. you probably yeah. like follow them on Instagram and vice versa. Yeah. And it's like, okay, when everybody kind of knows what everybody's deal is. I, I, I remember like back in the fall, I started playing this game, like people I'd never met before, mm-hmm. but like. Like why am I pre- yeah. why, why am I pretending that we don't know each other's names? Like I'm not gonna fi- I'm not gonna pretend to meet yeah. you right now. Like mm-hmm. I remember turning to a guy and I was like, "Yo, Chris," and he was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. But then like instantly started the conversation off, and I was like, "Smooth." Yeah. 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 Natural. <laughs> and um, like it was almost like a humor. It was like a humorous way to go. Like mm-hmm. just completely acknowledging the fact that we didn't know each other. Just. Yeah. It was almost like he had this moment of like, oh, fuck, did I meet him when I was blackout? Like, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah what? maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. D- you do never know. But I yeah. think just it's such a small overall circle that everybody kind of occupies a bigger place within it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And everybody is so so aware of trying to cultivate the image within that circle. Everybody's mm. so doctored about mm. it. That's good. Yeah. And I think it turns into a very difficult like it's kind of a race it's kind of a shit show Mm -hmm. and like i haven't met anybody here that doesn't wish other people's other people well yeah i mean there are people who like call on parties and get like 40 people kicked off campus at the same time but like that's neither here nor there yeah yeah that's last year that's okay yeah Yeah. that's 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 unimportant suspect though yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but i think just that's just part of college and i think it's part of living up to this idea of the best four years of your life. Yeah. Because when you've been told by every movie, every book, every TV show, oh, like college is supposed to be the best four years of your life. Like if you're not having a blast, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You're going to try and do every fucking thing you can to do what makes you think that you're going to feel good. Keywords think. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Whatever is going to improve other people's perception of you, whatever you think is going to, make you come across the best yeah and i think it kind of creates this really toxic Mm -hmm. anti-authentic environment yeah and deep down under that shell of alcohol it's you can break through there Mm -hmm. but most interactions are so surface level Mm -hmm. like just i can only really speak from my experience that i think connecting it back to just the drinking it's not like overall you're building like deeper connections with people just as you say, like, Oh, like we're going to play pong together. Like me me and my, like my boy and my buddy 
for three hours and we do that every Friday, Saturday, like you would think that we're like tight or that like we actually know everything about each other. Like we know how we grew up, why we operate the way we do and like maybe like fundamental ideas, but that just, those conversations really just aren't had or like really internalized. I feel like if alcohol is involved and also I guess just one more thing that I guess really I've like kind of learned from drinking in particular that's taken me probably until like winter of 2021 to really like fully internalize it is like um, I've had a slightly unique experience with alcohol in terms of how it's operated around my life from like, like I have like anyone, I feel like a few, you know, maybe family members who's like have struggled with like alcohol and stuff like that. But my dad was a, a, a manager at like a bar slash club in back Bay in Boston for like 20 years. And I used to work there for a little bit, but he would call it like adult daycare because he goes like, no matter what story someone is telling me about that, oh, they didn't throw this drink at this someone or that they like they were pushed first. He's like, I can't believe you because you've been drinking. And that didn't really internalize for me because my dad, like, like my dad would sometimes pick me up when I was out and I would like just telling them or like this and that. He goes like, oh, you probably shouldn't have done that. Da, 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 da. But he goes like, at the end of the day, you were drinking and you weren't thinking 100% correct slash people aren't going to 100% believe what you were going to say. And I think that's the second piece, like the second part of that is believe what you're going to say is where the lack of fulfilling conversations kind of stems from because everybody kind of goes back to, oh, we were drinking. And you're like, oh, maybe I actually did say something I meant, but they're not going to take it with the same level of severity or just like profound feeling mm -hmm. because we were drinking. We were trying to have a good time, trying to live our best lives, like right. stuff like that. And I, I think just using that as a jumping off point, like I'm not trying to start up some inquisition on the act of drinking or hell on, no. Hell yeah. No. Uh, on the party experience of college overall, I'm just speaking from my own experience, whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever decisions you make when you're going out and the relationships you cultivate when you do, trying to find a place of authenticity to stem it from mm -hmm. is imperative. And yeah. I, I think for the longest time I spent so much time and energy being anxious in building new relationships or just sort of like social awkwardness, social mm -hmm. anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I, I tried to hide it by like, oh, I'm going to build up this character of like, oh, this dude smashed. Like, mm -hmm. which I mean, I, I'll never forget the day, like my freshman year, Franny was trying to get me some water. I'd been a little bit overserved. I was standing in front of the sink and every time he handed me a new cup, I'd, I'd fucking tilt it back and dump it over my shoulder into I, the I sink. I don't even remember this. Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. Who, who needed the yeah. water, I guess. Yeah, I know. True. Uh -huh. um, oh, I thought I was so fucking slick too. Yeah. But yeah, I think acknowledging where people are at mentally, I mean, fucking said it a million times on this show, but like yeah. self-acceptance, self-awareness. Mm-hmm and acknowledging your place and yes. who those people are for you when you need it yes. is it changes the it changes everything 100% um whether you're dealing with mental health issues or not mm -hmm. like if you if you can't be yourself you're going to start convincing yourself of things that were never the case yes. and that can be an entirely new level of detrimental to your psyche mm -hmm. and just your overall confidence agreed and I think just the first step, at least for me, to, like, coming to these conclusions, which 
as you said, I'm like, like I can only speak from my experience. That's like really all I know. I think it just started with being more aware of like, oh, um, how am I spending my time? How do I want to spend it? Like, do I enjoy all the people I'm meeting when I'm drinking? Do I enjoy how much I'm drinking? Do I enjoy the course of my nights when like I don't know where the party's going? And then I come home a little bit like, oh, like that was it. I think just being aware is the first step that I took to really being like, I think just analyzing my, at least my drinking habits. Mm -hmm. So with all we've discussed, with mm -hmm. all we've discussed on air, off air, yep. as long as I've known you, mm -hmm. how do we change this mentality of college being the best four years of your life in yep. like a toxic way mm -hmm. to flipping it to how can college be the best for the rest of your life? Yes. How do we change this perception of college and the way people handle themselves through it moving forward? For sure. I, um, I have one point before I want to touch on the overall college experience thing. And I think just being aware of your position also when drinking is very important um, because, you know, especially I'm like, oh, like for me, I'm not as big as I was, but I'm like, oh, like based on like size and stuff, I'm like, I could probably cause a lot of like physical harm, like not saying intentionally, but you know, like if I black out and now I'm like falling asleep, I don't know, at someone's like at a party and people are like, yo, get this kid out of here. And now like my two friends got to leave with me or if I'm like puking in the basement of some place, like I think that happened in Lighthouse my freshman year. Um, but ultimately having like self-respect with the drinking is like important too because and also just like thinking about the people around you because you know you don't want to have to have to need to have a babysitter at night and like also in terms of like we're on a campus with so many different people from different backgrounds, different cultures, different like like sexualities. You got to have um, responsibility for what you say as well as how you act. And I think just drinking can, as I said, you're maybe not thinking as, as 100% clearly as you want to. So even when someone like says some shit and they're like, oh, like I was drinking, I was drunk. I'm like, you know what? Like you still said it. Right. Like, so there's a, there's a subconscious aspect there. And I think just like, yeah, ultimately um, just being like, just being aware of your actions, even when you're drinking. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to plug that. And then personally for me, I mean, ultimately everybody's on their own path. So like, I can't say that. I mean, I wish I would love that everyone after this is like doing some self-introspect and be like, Oh, like what are my drinking habits? Like, how do I want to spend this? Like da, 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 da. But I think trying to turn like, or shift the mindset that college is like the best four years of my life or like trying to create my best life mm -hmm. based on using my college experience comes a lot from, as I, like I said it earlier, I think just being aware of my time because I think we're so young, you know, even if you don't have any money or there's a lot of other things that you can be operating from a lack of, you have an abundance of time. So even if I'm like, oh, I like have been working out recently, I'm like, oh, I, I have plenty of time to get back into working out and get back into like a good shape or to, you know, like maybe I'm like a little broke now, like, oh, I'm like going to have a job after school eventually. Like this is just a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. But using time in an, an effective way is ultimately, I feel like how I would just like to leave the message. And I think it requires some level of balance of being like, 
you know, doing what is going to give you like a sense of having a good time in college. Like you're a young person, like you should be like spending time with your friends, doesn't have to be drinking. And I think just having a level of personal self-confidence about what step you want to take for your future after school. Because, you know, going back to, um, I can only speak from my experience, just about the, like the econ, like feeling like the career office wasn't helping me much, like trying to go to like quote unquote investment banking. And I'm like, I'm not knocking it by any means. I think there's like a lot of great aspects to any job, but at least for me, I feel like I was looking at it from a point of like, Oh, like that's where like the money is. And after having conversations more so with, um, like my trainer, uh, like Joe drain, he was like, what do you, what do you really want to do? Because, you know, I'm 23 now. But if I say do what I really want to do for like two, three years, it doesn't work out. At that point, I'm 26. You know, I can take a quote unquote safe job. I think just having like a, an answer for myself was ultimately how I felt more like self-confident or in place this year, knowing that I'm spending my time effectively for setting up a successful quote unquote future. And I think that I found some of these answers by luckily having like a mentor that at least was helping me through my year off last year. And I think just being able to journal a lot and having a therapist, like to be like, oh, like I'm journaling, I'm having these thoughts. I'm trying to work through like, oh, do I want to get into like a sales job after school or do I want to get into like crypto? Do I potentially just want to go somewhere to, um, like further hone my Spanish speaking abilities, like all things I'm like waiting, but I've had a better outlook on the direction I want to take from literally journaling as well as I think just like trying to get over past traumas with my therapist. Then I'm like, Oh, am I like holding myself back because I keep having these reoccurring situations with like a self doubt based on an external thing, like my GPA isn't as high as I would want it to be. Mm Like, I can't use my GPA as a hindrance for everything because at the end of the day, like, there are so many other ways to, you know, get a job. And, like, even after I get my first job, like, I feel like I kind of know, like, my GPA isn't super relevant, maybe until grad school. But I think just having the mindset that you create your own reality. Mm -hmm. So if I want to get caught up in that my GPA isn't high enough, I can do that. If I want to give more good energy out there and being like, oh, it doesn't matter how I'm doing in this econ class I really don't care about. I'm more focused on, like, am I being there for myself of, like, oh, did I, get, I got my workout in today, though. I'm more happy that, you know, I did that for myself rather than, like, get too stressed out about, like, not doing this homework. Kind of long-winded. I feel like just ultimately having the self-awareness and having just some strategy for what you actually want to do like your authentic self, which you kind of touched on earlier in like making an action step towards that um, while you're at school. And then I think just trying to continue that mindset, at least to your first opportunity after school. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, I think the name of the game as far as I'm concerned is authenticity. And, you know, that's not always the way people perform themselves to the outside world, especially on such a small campus where mm-hmm. everybody sort of feels like they have something to prove, something something to gain in some cases. Yeah. And I think at the very least, like 
it's okay to put on an act, but as long as you're comfortable and aware mm-hmm. of whatever act you're putting on, because I think if you you start subconsciously performing this other narrative of your life, yeah, um, in order to fill what you think other people want from you, mm-hmm. it can drive you crazy. Just like from experience, my own experience, mm-hmm. unless you're secure in the skin that you're in, because I know I wasn't and it's still something I'm sorting through and figuring out for myself who I am what I want to do who at my core my what my belief system is morally religiously mm-hmm. like it's always all, a growing process same. exactly yeah exactly and I think alcohol is really only way to shield yourself from the reality of finding that and I think I mean I'm gonna keep drinking yeah but as long as I am holding myself accountable and holding myself aware of mm. who who I, who I want to be and sort of the way I go about my interactions with other people. Just, I think, a narrative that's sort of been lost about college is in the it being the best four years of your life. Yeah. I think the second thing I've heard the most about college is it's a place to find yourself. and. Yeah. I I think there are good ways to go about that. And there's ways we've been told to go about it. Mm -hmm. The latter being like experiment in whatever ways you can imagine. And like, perhaps that might be the way you find out certain things about yourself, but ultimately it's going to take a little bit of looking inwards. And I mean, I'm, some people come to college knowing exactly who they are. Some and people do. And yeah, I'm je- I, jealous of those people yeah, for sure. Yeah, I envy them. Yeah. Um, some people just got it figured out, and you can tell they show up first day of college, and they just got a good head on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. But Pro- probably not Probably not the majority of people. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, it takes time. Yeah. And, We're still it takes, and it takes effort. Yeah. More importantly. Agreed. So in terms of, like, this mindset of – using this as like a growing opportunity where do you where do you think that kind of started for you well i mean i've i've talked about it a little bit on here but i think like right before winter break like pretty serious change in my life yeah for sure um Mm -hmm. i'd known for a while that alcohol was something that affected me negatively and i never really took account why Mm -hmm. and i mean Looking back, I didn't abuse it any worse than, like... Any other kid. I mean, definitely worse than a good number of kids, uh-huh. but, like, it was the way I was using it that was the problem. Heard. And the reasons for which I was doing that. And I think as soon as I took some time, did some reading, did some introspection, yep. being able to realize, oh, these are the things that I've been trying to suppress so long, because I took those 50 days off drinking yes. mm-hmm. and completely did a reflush of just my my consciousness yep and like did a completely sober version of a vision quest Mm -hmm. and i think that process brought me a lot of truths and it brought me a lot of realizations or at least the beginning of what is sure to be in a long process like the male brain doesn't fully stop growing until you're 25 so i still got we still got some time. Yeah, I still yeah. got four more years to like yeah. fuck this thing up and uh-huh. see see what's going on, learn yeah. new things mm-hmm. to grow. grow. Yeah, yeah. G- or get a little bit more gray matter in there. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, overall, I think 
just for the first time trying not to fight back mm-hmm. the demons and suppress them yeah and uh, accepting my flaws and trying to find ways to rework them or at least work them into my personality in a way that benefits me and my consciousness yes. as opposed to trying to f- push them down mm-hmm. any longer. And I, th- th- I think just something that was running through my mind as you said that was, you know, ultimately, and like for me too, of looking at like a past version of myself to now, I could be like, oh, there's so many maybe personality or habits that are different. But ultimately, like the one commonality between all those is like, it's you. So like, you are the one that kind of like is going through every part of your life. And it's like, it really is like up to you. I feel like a lot of time, like up to the self to be like, what do I want to make of this Mm -hmm. situation? And you know, like, honestly, I feel like that comes based on the circumstance, there's certain privileges always involved. I just want to touch on this, though, that I think when like everyone asks me personally, or like, I feel like it's a question that's thrown out a lot, which connects back to like, maybe like just the partying or trying to have a good time when you're in college is they're like, Oh, do you, do you you like love your college experience? Do you love it? And you know, my older brother would always say yes. And like, honestly, I visited my brother a few times at Hamilton. Like I love visiting too. Like he had a great, great group of friends to be honest. Like I just didn't know them that much. So I'm honestly very outsider perspective. So it's like, Oh, the grass is always green or stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. But I feel like my answer has always been like, like, oh, like, you know, I really like Bowdoin, but I feel like that love is, I love who I've become while in college. You know what I mean? So it's more of an internal feeling of, oh, I love that I'm able to operate and control the environment around me. I love that I've had these introspective moments and been able to, you know, put myself on a quote unquote like better path for my future than I originally would have planned. Um, I love that I've had to deal with a lot of, you know, relationship growth as well as like, whether that's like friends, like family, like among, among others, I think just having that love for my experiences, positive and negative and having the mindset that like, just like the growth mindset, I think you've maybe touched on in the past that like you know i can i can grow this and make it and make it better at least having that hope for the future like that that at least helps me on especially bad days every bad thing is still a good thing like i I saw this quote like a week ago it's like judgment comes from experience and great judgment comes from bad experience yeah i think i spent a lot of time taking bad judgment from to, to to heal my bad experiences but I think looking at those type of things as a growth opportunity, like you've said so many times, is imperative to changing the yeah. out the outlook that you want to have. And I think, like you said, the self acceptance part is important in that as well. Right. In saying that, I think sometimes myself included, like you get too caught up in quote unquote being a good person, whatever that means. And at the end of the day, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Some of them are you know, like significant, whether in the grand scheme of things or even in the moment, like your feelings can be 100% validated if you're like, dude, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed out. I don't know why I just did this, this and that. And I think just like coming from a place of like self-acceptance, self-love, 
self-care that you know that feeling will pass and that you're able to you know take that quote-unquote bad experience or mistake you made and then use it to you know operate in the future because I feel like you know so much of this is like a Jim Quick thing I'll plug anyone Mm -hmm. like if you know Jim Quick well like super super cool super smart person but like ultimately he views like kind of memory as your ability to use your past to help you kind of in your future so you know if you're making a mistake it's like that's okay totally okay try just make like just try not to have it happen twice Mm -hmm. or try to you know integrate some aspect of why that happened and fix that piece and carry it on with you talking a little big picture right now but i think just like this kind of self-talk is important at least for me yeah right yeah i think it it's sort of into the world of mental health that improving the way you talk to yourself and whether it's from the point of depression where you Mm -hmm. just are always down on yourself to being anxious and the way you can kind of spiral yourself in your head, being more cognizant of the internal narratives that you spin is it it can be a game changing experience to reevaluate that. And once, once you gain consciousness of it, it's way easier to Mm -hmm. retake the reins from whatever your subconscious is trying to steer you down. Agreed. And like, I kind of like just like stemming from, a little deeper of how that can integrate into your life. I feel like your your thoughts like lead to feelings. Your feelings like drive your actions and then your actions is like kind of what creates your reality. So I think that like just as you said that mm-hmm. self-care is, uh, self-talk is extremely important and just being aware whether positive or negative of how that can kind of like affect your next actions or just even your future thoughts. Absolutely. Well, I want to give you the opportunity to sort of close the door, bookend the conversation, make sure you got everything out that you wanted to. Appreciate it. No, I've enjoyed this so much as well, Connor. Thank you for having me. Of course, um, of course. This is super, super nice to talk as well as I think just, I know it feels, feels good to talk about experiences that have affected, I know, me personally on my, you know, road through college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad to get to share that. And I think the, the last thing that maybe I would want to plug is finding things for me that have given me like a good energy slash like just good, good vibes from and identifying those has been super helpful to keeping me on to like a path that I like because I'm like, Oh, obviously like talking about new experiences and doing these things. But even along those like ways there's setbacks of like, oh, if I get in a fight with like, you know, my brother or there's like high tensions with anyone at any given point or, you know, sometimes like honestly last week I was just so in my head and stressing myself out, causing myself a lot of anxiety. But I was like, at the end of the day, like I know I have a couple habits that I always turn back to. And like, honestly, I, I like journaling a lot or like meditating and then like working out and reading. Like those are like my kind of four that I'm very grateful to have that I know work for me. And I think it's just important for everyone that um, to have almost like a coping coping mechanism or like an effective outlet. Because if I get in my own head, dude, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think even trying to like sit with that feeling is sometimes hard. And then when that happens, I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go work out. 
Like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my, my book that's like a, a chill vibe book and just read it. And then, like, at least from that, I'm like, oh, I, I had a, a good feeling, good experience for that 45 minutes. And then I come back, I'm like, you know what, is that really stressing me out as much as it is? Or am I just building up this whole idea? Mm-hmm. And at least in last case, I'm like, oh, I was kind of just building up yeah. uh, that idea. But I think it's just important to do things that I think you, you actually enjoy doing. That can like drawing or whatever depends depends on the person. I don't know what uh, are there any things that you like to, you know, try to use as outlets to help center yourself a little bit. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, um, for sure. This. For sure. The, I mean, obviously the blog. Those those are a little bit sometimes take the backseat to mm-hmm. school and like lately they definitely have definitely, yeah. honestly let myself down maybe a little bit that department just mm-hmm. sort of like going back to to old coping mechanisms of just like laying into a tv show or yeah i'm not a big napper i wish i could just sleep things off but sleep's never been got you yeah i uh if i'm in my own head there's there's no way i'm shutting it down you know Um, that though you know that personally yeah yeah yeah. and so it's it's not worth trying to trying to call myself in that way i read a lot of great books lately Mm -hmm. that's that's sort of been the key to to a lot of this through reading i found a lot of peace a lot of understanding yep and I think through, honestly, just getting to the gym, I, I found that if I start the day off with a lift, like I'm going to be way more productive going into the rest of the day. Same. I think also just the act of having a productive day mm-hmm. makes you feel like you fucking earned something. Yeah. Like you feel accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. like it, even if you check one or two out of three boxes, like it, yeah. it's like everything's in reference to one another, but I think. Just getting getting a task done and focusing on something. If you can, just whatever you can do in a healthy way to like, I, I just think about things that in 30 minutes, am I going to be smiling from what I just did? Yes. And if if I'm turning on the TV, answer's probably a no. Mm-hmm. Is it going to like momentarily kind of dissipate things? Such, such a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, not really. Like yeah. I'm, I'm in the, in the present, like, yeah, white collar bucks. Like yeah. I'm gonna, I yeah. enjoy that sh- the <laughs> shit out of that show. Uh-huh. But I'm not at like when I turn this episode off, I'm probably gonna snap right back to where I am right now. And I like I like that a lot actually. Yeah. yeah. But but doing something like reading in mm-hmm. in like especially in a manner that's somewhat educational. Yeah. Has been entirely key and also ties into something that I was gonna ask you to sort of close this all out anyway. But. Mm-hmm you and I sort of gone through each other's reading lists a little bit. Yes. And I was wondering if you had a couple recommendations before going off air. For sure. For sure. I think connecting back to at least something that's very important to me and um, my future, I think is to be more aware of other people's, you know, experiences and cultures. And I think a book that really, help like me, I think just understand of like part of the black experience more, uh, was uncomfortable conversations with a black man, Emmanuel Acho, super cool guy, like ex ex football player, I think at Texas, um, and like broadcast on ESPN or like CBS right now, like very book flowed super nicely, but also was very informative. And I think my other one I'd say is the four agreements. I don't know. I forget the exact name of the author. I know he's from Mexico. But I know it's also one of Tom Brady's favorites. That's uh, it's like a hundred pages. That's All a right. it's a super good book. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Um, for me, over the last 
couple months, my my favorites have been Atomic Habits. Obviously, yep. one I've talked about a lot. Is but that J- James Clear? Yeah, James Clear. Yep. Um, it's just about how reworking your identity and sort of going bit by bit and takes you through the steps of how do you fix your bad habits and how do you improve your good ones? Mm-hmm. And uh, being conscious of the things that he talks about as I step through my daily life and try and avoid going back to certain old, like, bad habits yep. has been super crucial to uh, just improving my mental state overall and just being happier with the human being that I'm becoming. Heard. I'm not close, not even close to the person I want to be yet, but mm-hmm. um, I'm making more progress in the right direction than I have the previous five semesters of my college experience combined. Um, another one, I already quoted it today, but the defining decade was huge. I think it also sort of mellows you out. There's a lot of panic and Agreed. Un- un- uncomfortableness that comes with, I think, being at such a high pressure college institution or just really anywhere at like this point in our lives of like, what the fuck am I doing next? Like, oh, I need to get an internship this summer because yeah. that's my job for the next year and that's the rest of my life. Holy shit. And yeah. like, you build you build it up in your head too much. Yeah. yeah. And and I think the defining decade has a really good message of like slow down, mm-hmm. but also don't take your eyes off the clock. Yes. Um I think that's where that was the first book I read um that I think really helped me to get to this kind of you know awareness about like my time right now. So mm-hmm. I I would highly recommend that book as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, Franny, it's been a blast. I really appreciate your openness. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for being willing to share. Yeah, thank you for having me. This this has been super fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you have a blast on your spring break. Appreciate it. You too. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Huge thank you to Fran for coming in and sharing his story. As we move away from COVID and back towards increasingly normal life, it can be hard to stay on the path that you started. Everyone has their own methods of reflection, and if I've learned anything, it's that we aren't even close to perfect as humans. And it's important to understand that and to not expect perfection of yourself. Sometimes you'll take a step back, but you can't lose sight of the two forwards that you had already made. Looking to the horizon, there are some really fun campus collaborations on the way, and I can't wait to share more stories with you. Never be afraid to anonymously share your story and reach out anytime via Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next time. And as always, I can't wait to keep growing with you.